0: Proverbs chapter 18. Now most of us here are filled with the Holy Spirit and we speak in tongues uh, and that's the point where we receive the Holy Spirit and uh, we know why we speak in tongues. We know that was a life-changing experience but quite often people don't understand why, why they're speaking in tongues. What's what's so really important about that? And uh, when you read the New Testament and you see on the day of Pentecost that uh, the disciples were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance and it attracted a huge crowd and and they were finished up 3,000 people getting baptised. So it was very much at the centre of the beginning of the Christian revival. But uh, why would God choose something like people speaking in tongues? Well, I'm going to go through a few things in the book of Proverbs here for a start uh, that tell us that um, you know a lot of the bad things that come from our tongues uh, for a start, and it gets better as we go on. But down in chapter 18 uh, and uh, verse 21, we're told that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that Uh, And they uh, that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Or in another translation, those who get indulged in what the tongue brings forth, whether it's good or bad, you're going to get the fruit of it. So whatever comes out of your mouth is going to have some impact on your life. And uh, for many of us, and we're going to run through a few uh, things here, of uh, what a lot of us would have done, some or all of these things, Uh, but certainly it's all around us that the the things that come out of people's mouths and the attitude that brings this forth um, has a very big effect, whether it be for bad or for good. So we're going to try and run through a few of them. And uh, if we go back to chapter 6 and we read in verse 19, a false witness that speaks lies... And he that sows discord among brethren is one of the many things that God hates. So uh, liars, people who bear false witness and sow discord among brethren. These are things that come forth out of people's mouths. Their tongue gets them saying these things. Over in chapter 7, and this is uh, actually a very vivid story about a, a woman that's seducing a young man. And um, and it says in verse twenty one, with her much fair speech, she causes him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. And so this uh, this naive young man is taken in by the flattery of this woman who uh, saw him as a challenge, and uh, she told him how wonderful he was and all this sort of thing, and and he got drawn in by that and finished up. Uh, making a mess of his life if we go over to chapter 10 and uh, we read in in verse 12 chapter 10 here and verse 12 and it tells us that hatred stirs up strifes but love covers all sins so if people have got hate in their heart it can't help but come forth out of their mouth and uh, so we're going to look at a verse or two in the New Testament that tells us that you've got to start by getting your heart right anyway. So um, we're, we'll look to a few more things. If we go to chapter 15, and it talks here uh, about people who are scorners who just scoff at, uh, at all sorts of all sorts of things. So uh, we go to chapter 15, um, and uh, we read in verse twelve, "A scorner." Loveth not one that reproves him, reproves him, or tries to correct him, neither will he go unto the wise. So somebody that's a scoffer, they don't want to know. And the moment that you try to say, look, we'd like to explain to you where you're going wrong here. Don't want to know. I'm fine the way I am. And then they turn it down you, and they try to uh, tell you that um, you don't know what you're talking about. But they're, they're just scoffing. They've closed their ears. They don't want to know. So that's what comes out of their mouth. Um, if we, um, if we go to, uh, chapter 20 and <clears throat> we read here, uh, in chapter 20 and verse 19, it says, He that goeth about as a tale bearer, bearer, revealeth a secret. Therefore meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. And so you've got these gossipers and, uh, they, they just, Love doing this. Um, so, um, yeah, and, and um, when I talk about gossipers, well, I remember talking to one of the pastors in the state uh, some time ago and he came up with an interesting word. He said, you've got your gossipers and your gossipees. So, the, uh, the you know, sometimes people say, oh, look, uh, you know, your, your secret's safe with me because the, the people that I tell won't tell anybody else. <coughs> So so uh, that's the thing. People, some people just love it. Oh, what's the latest juicy gossip that I can pass on? So so we've got to learn not to be a gossiper or a gossipy. In other words, don't want to know. And, uh, <clears throat> and we're hearing the story about this lady who said, well, I've been told that if you can't say anything nice about somebody, you say nothing. And I certainly keep very quiet about Mrs Brown. So, uh, Okay. We we'll go to chapter 21 and, uh, we haven't got a Mrs. Brown here today. Anyway, uh, we'll change it to James if we did. Um, and then the, probably everybody's a James anyway. Chapter 21 and, uh, we read in verse, uh, verse 21 and verse 19. Have I got that right? Oh, yes, yes, I have. Okay. So you've started reading it already. Am I going to read this? It is, it's better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and an angry woman. So, uh, I think it was a man that wrote all of these things here, but we'll get on. We've got some nice things to say about ladies if you're still with me. Um, okay. Chapter 22. And we read in verse 24, Make no friendship with an angry man, and with the furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to your soul. So you hang out with people that are angry, and some people really They talk a lot about getting anger management these days, and there's a lot of people in our community who suffer from these things. But if you associate with them, they'll teach you, how to behave in an angry manner as well. Don't do that. Now, if we go to uh, chapter 25 and verse 24, we'll start at, Better to dwell in the corner of the housetop, or maybe the doghouse, than with a brawling woman in a wide house. So uh doesn't matter how big the house is, um, she'll still get you. So uh, there we go. Um, yeah, I think i better keep going while I'm still alive. Um, okay, let's go to chapter 26. And and we're going to look at verse 17. Um, and we read, I might just read this from the Amplified if you'd like to follow through. He that passing by stops to meddle with strife that is not his business is like one that takes a dog by the ears you got to be careful. When you let one go, he'll get you. As a madman who casts firebrands, arrows and death, so is the man that deceives his neighbour and then says, was I not joking? So some people just like doing that. They like having you on. And when you wake up to them, oh, I was only joking. But uh, it's a bit late. The uh, the uh, cat's out of the bag. Anyway, for the lack of wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no whisperer, contention ceases as coals are to hot embers and wood to fire so is a quarrelsome man to inflame strife the words of a whisperer or slanderer as dainty morsels or words of sport to some but that others are deadly wounds and they go down into the innermost parts of the body or of the victim's nature and so this is the thing that people like to try and be funny all the time and to to ridicule other people. They might, oh, look, that was just a big laugh. But it can be very hurtful to the person who is not able to uh, defend themselves. Burning lips, uttering insincere words of love and a wicked heart are like an earthen vessel covered with the scum thrown off from molten silver, making it to appear, to appear sil- solid silver. In other words, if somebody... Is, uh, is not genuine and it is flattering and oh you're a wonderful person and all this sort of thing and they don't mean it at all and uh, it just looks good it might sound good but the intent of it is not sincere at all he that hates pretends with his lips but stores up deceit within him Um, When he speaks kindly, do not trust him, for seven abominations are in his heart. I look at that 28 as well. A lying tongue hates those whom it has wounded and crushed, and a flattering mouth works ruin. Okay. All right. Now, just uh, let's say we not all bad news, but there's a lot of it, and I guess there's a lot more said about the bad things that come out of people's mouths uh, than there is about the good, because... Sin has got many different avenues, whereas the way of righteousness is is quite uh, clear and it's uh, restricted and so on. But let's have a look at a few other good things. Chapter 15, we can go back to that and we'll start in verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. And so it's, uh, you know, it's just so true and it doesn't matter how old you are or how um, long you've been in the Lord, and uh, I can speak with experience on that. I I came up here yesterday, deliberate to meet some of the other dinosaurs, and uh, <laughs> I didn't even have to dress up. But uh, anyway, it was it was a great day. But here we go. But you learn that a soft answer when somebody is ranting and carrying on, if you can just quietly uh, give uh, give an answer, well, it is. Uh, it, it, it often defuses them because when people are buying for a fight, uh, they're disappointed if you don't give them one. And uh, but if you can just quietly and gently come up with a different answer, that um, uh, just answering somebody with uh, that's angry with more anger just makes it worse. Anyway, we're going to read the tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright but the mouths of fools pours out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach of the spirit. Uh, we'll go on to oh, we're, chapter 17, verse 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Won't need to read that one, will I? But a broken spirit drieth the bones. Chapter 15, and we'll look in verse 18. Verse um, 18. A wrathful man stares up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeases strife. So we're being told here just to be the instruments that can calm things down. Uh, chapter 21 and verse 23. And what have we got here? Whoso keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps his souls from trouble. So if you keep your mouth shut, you keep out of trouble. That's what it's simply saying there. So, uh, here we are. There's the old saying, it's better to, uh, to, uh, to say, is to stand there and say nothing and look foolish than, than to open your mouth and prove it beyond any shadow of doubt. So <laughs> I think that's the way it goes. Okay. So there we are. Chapter 25. And we read in verse 12 as an earring of gold or an ornament and an ornament of fine gold, so is a wise reprover upon an obedient ear. So this is the combination that you want. We all do wrong things, and we all need to be corrected somewhere, but it's the way that we are corrected that is likely to bring about a good or bad result, because we, none of us really enjoy somebody coming up, now you've been doing the wrong... Oh, we're careful where are on Yeah. <laughs> You've been doing the wrong thing. And and get get the 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 finger pointed at us. But a wise reprover is going to approach it in a different way now, maybe yeah, okay, I hear what you're saying, but maybe there's another way to this. Maybe this is other scripture we can be looking at there. Because um, you know, quite often when we've been wronged, we want to get vengeance. But God says, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. And there's just so many stories in the Bible and our own life of where we've let the Lord do it and it works out good. Okay, where, where did we get them? Put two there. Um, yeah, guard your mouth. Right. Chapter 25. Oh, we've read that one. Now, this is what you've been waiting for, ladies. This is, this is your chapter, isn't it? Chapter 31 of Proverbs. And starting in verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? Well, there's a lot of them here today. Praise the Lord. It says, for her price is far above rubies. And, uh, um, yeah, Ruby was a nice lady, but, uh, uh, these, these, the one that's described here are really great. The heart of her husband that safely trust in her so that he has no need of spoil. He doesn't need to do anything dishonest because his wife's covering everything she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life she seeks wool and sucks and works willingly with her hands now I just want to concentrate on the things that it says about her uh, speech so the whole this this uh, half a chapter is really great um, but down in verse 20 she stretches out her hand to the poor yea she reaches forth her hands to the needy so she's uh, a wise And she's a generous person. She looks out and she cares for others that are in need. And we look down in verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom. So that's what's behind it all. And it gets back to the attitude of our heart. That if our heart is good, well, the things that come out of our mouth will be good also. And so she's a wise lady and she opens her mouth. And nice things come out. And her tongue is the law of kindness. She hasn't got a vicious tongue. She's a kind lady. She looks well to the ways of her household and eats not the bread of idleness. Her children arise, and we're we still with us. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Is is a message for for the hubbies here. Don't. Criticise your wife, encourage her for the good that she does for you, and uh, sometimes people fall into this trap. We had a wonderful testimony, and uh, some of you would remember the couple from um, uh, from Switzerland and uh, I forget their names now Somebody will remember they were out at our Christmas camp, and before they came to the Lord, their marriage was on the rocks, and um, one day. Um I think it was her who uh said, Look, one day she realised that just opposing everything her husband said was not smart uh because sometimes he was right. And uh but even so she just decided I'll stop disagreeing with everything he said. And it's just a, a wonderful healing in their marriage. As simple as that. So there we go. So Hubby's praise your wife and uh, I'm sure there's some good things about her, so pick on those and not uh, criticise her for any faults she may appear to have. Um, and and, uh, and he goes on to say, Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excels them all. Favour is deceit and beauty is vain, but a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. I went from here yesterday, I went back to an engagement party of um, Jasmine Pater and uh, Campbell um, Murray, from New Zealand, and they it was a wonderful party, and they they gave some wonderful speeches. And it's obviously that they're a very fine young couple, uh, very gentle and sincere, and I'm sure they're going to do really well. But they they can see that the qualities that are good to to make a good relationship, uh, and and the number one is trusting the Lord. Uh, Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Let's go quickly to the New Testament. I think we've still got a a little bit of time. Um, So because there's so many things that we say wrong and because we'll we'll, we'll take you to Matthew 12, Um, the Lord knew that we had to start again and that's why he said you have to be born again. We have to be born again to enter into the kingdom of God. But even in the uh, in this life, well, there's so many changes that um, are important for us. We go to Matthew 12 and we just read a few verses here. Verse 33, either make the tree good and his fruit good or make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt for the tree is known by his fruits. There we go. Sorry, I'm going too fast for some people. But, um, yeah. When I first started preaching, it wasn't a problem because I was from Mother Muckla and I used to talk like this. <laughs> uh, but now I've got so much to say, I rush it and sometimes confuse myself. Anyway, but he says, if the tree's good, well, the fruit will be good. If the tree's bad, you'll get bad fruit. And you know the tree by its fruits. A generation of vipers. Now Jesus had never read Dale Carnegie about how to win friends and influence people. He just told the, the truth that he's talking to the religious leaders of his day and he said, you're a bunch of snakes. He said, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart Uh, bringeth forth evil things. And so, as we read in the book of Jeremiah, that the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked. And so, the Lord says we've got to get a new heart. And this is not a physical uh, transplanting, but this is a spiritual one. Our heart is is solid as a rock, and according to God, towards him it was. Uh, But when the Spirit of God comes inside of us, he changes our heart. And, uh, it's amazing, uh, a, a lot of people just suddenly, when, uh, they received the Spirit, as their brother Luke was saying, that he didn't know that you weren't supposed to drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes and take tra- dope and all those sort of things, but it all changed. A lot of people used to be really foul mouths. And, um, I was at a little meeting for one of our elderly sisters who's quite unwell and Pastor Nigel was looking after it during the week. And he was saying his testimony. He was separated from his wife when he heard the gospel. And, uh, anyway, he got spirit filled and he went back to his wife and she forgave him and took him back. But he said he was really foul mouthed. It's hard to think, Pastor Nigel, what a, what a gentle man. And he had, he needed a mouth that needed washing out with some very powerful soap. And, uh, and he got it. Praise the Lord. So anyway, the Lord changes us. He goes on to say, verse 36, But I say unto you that every idol with men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and thy words thou shalt be condemned. Now, if we can go over, well, I think most of you know at the end of Mark's gospel, the Lord said that we're to go into the world and preach the gospel. And one of the signs was that would follow was that we'd speak in a new tongue. I looked up my concordance, and uh, it, it it seems to imply that when it is used, the word "tongue" is used in conjunction with the word "new." It's it, it's referring to a language that is not naturally acquired. How's that? You know, supernaturally acquired. When we receive the Holy Spirit and we speak in tongues, well, we didn't we didn't learn how to speak in tongues. We were filled with the Spirit and some of us didn't even know that was supposed to happen. But uh, praise the Lord, so that wasn't naturally acquired. It was supernaturally acquired. The Lord gave us a new tongue. And this tongue that has said a lot of nasty things and we haven't even touched on how much we've taken the Lord's name in vain and so on. But now we're praising God. When you speak in tongues, you're glorifying the Lord. And uh, that's what we're going to be doing for eternity. We're going to be with the angels around God's throne, just praising him forever. And uh, we'll never tire of it. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, uh, but if we can go to the book of James, I just want to touch on a few things. Chapter three of the book of James. I was wanting to just uh, touch on the fact that when Jesus was at Samaria and the woman at the well, And she, uh, they got talking about natural water. And uh, Jesus said, look, if you drink of this water, you'll get thirsty again. But the water that I shall give shall be a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So uh, that's the difference between the natural and the spiritual. And the natural only lasts you for this life. Even if you learn to be a good person and you stop swearing and you're nice to your neighbours and all that sort of thing. Well, that might help you through this life. But when you receive the Holy Spirit and you've got the seal of your salvation, you're going to live forever. James chapter 3, and uh, we'll have a look here. Uh, right. Um, verse 2. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. If you never, ever say anything wrong, you're perfect. Well, uh, I won't ask all the people who think they're perfect to put their hand up because no one else will believe you. Uh, But uh, so, but it's it's a gauge as to how we're doing, as to uh, the way that we speak. And he goes on to say that we can we can guide our horses by putting a bit in their mouth, and and so on. In verse four, it tells you guide a ship by a very small rudder that it's got, and so on. But um, but it says in verse. Five, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. It always reminds me when I was in Kenya and the little girl was singing this song, and I asked what it was, what it was about, and uh, and they said the tongue is only a little piece of meat, but it causes a lot of trouble. So uh, and it causes well, we've just been reminded of how of just one incident can set half of the uh, York Peninsula on fire. Um, and other places interstate, and, and our tongue is like that. It is a it. it, it or read the whole of it, verse six. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, so that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed to mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. No wonder God wants to give us a new one. Therewith, bless we God, even the Father, and therewith, curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things ought not to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter, and so on. So what he's saying now, and this is written to Christians, uh, and even though we've come to the Lord and we've received the Spirit, there are still things that come out of our mouth which are not edifying, and uh, and it says, "Well, how come? You know, what sort of a spring is it that's inside of you? Because sometimes you open your mouth and and, and good things come out, and other times you open your mouth and, and 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 horrible things come out. It is because there's the old nature is still there inside of us, and uh, we have to walk in the spirit in the new way." And as we walk in the Spirit, and uh, when you think about it, when we're in a spiritual place here, we're all here praising the Lord and we're all being kind and nice to each other and so on because we're in a spiritual environment. But if we go away and we get back and we get into all the world's problems or mixing with people at work and so on that are influences badly, well the Spirit sort of subsides in its influence and the the natural side comes up and we might even find ourselves uh, saying a few words which are not right uh, or a lot of words that are not right. So it, it, but it, it's explaining that, that these two th- influences are there. But so we've got to put our emphasis on the spiritual side. And so the important thing, first of all, get filled with the spirit, bury your old life in baptism and the, God will fill you with the Holy Spirit. You'll speak in tongues and you'll be away and a wonderful new life. And then he talks about that uh, the, the fig tree <coughs> doesn't bear a different fruit to what it's designed for, uh, and so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. He uh, was a wise man and endued with knowledge among you. Let him show out of a, a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. So here are some of the ingredients we need to cultivate. Humility and wisdom, which comes from God. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, if in here your heart is not the way it should be, glory not and lie not against the truth. For this wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly and sensual sensual and devilish. And there's a lot of so-called worldly wisdom that is going on these days and it's getting worse and the whole of society is dragging us down and and a lot of parents are worried now that their children are going to school and uh, they are being taught sometimes by the influence there. Even the teachers are teaching you all sorts of things that our uh, society now demands, which the Bible says is totally wrong. And uh, I won't go into all the details here, but there's a lot of them out there. So that's not, that's not godly wisdom. That's, that's sensual wisdom. And uh, the, the wisdom from above. Um, it says uh, "Yeah, I'll Read verse 15 This wisdom descends not from above But is earthly, sensual and devilish But where envying and strife is There is confusion and every evil work That's why the church Is such a haven To escape from the things of this world And you had a lot of people here yesterday And I'm sure a lot of them are wanting to escape From what the, the world is doing And they see the wonderful testimony Of what we have Unfortunately, sometimes people like what we've got, but they don't like the way we get it. And uh, so Jesus just said, well, just get born again. Oh, Hang on, I want to hang on to what I've got here, and I'd like to have what you've got as well. Well, uh, it it doesn't happen that way. You know, sometimes if you want to get to a a new house, you have to get rid of the old one because you can't afford to have two. So... uh, so we get rid of the old person that we used to be and we become a new one. Let's read verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above, look at this. It's pure. It's peaceable. It's gentle. It's easy to be entreated. That's so important. All of us, doesn't matter how long you've been in the Lord or what your position is, we all have to be admit that sometimes we got it wrong and, and, and we need to let people Feel that they can come and talk to us. Now, don't all queue up after the meeting. I've only got a few hours left in this day to tell me where I'm going wrong because I might happen to think it's something that I could advise you with. But anyway, uh, we've got to be easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality. That's important. And without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is the same of them. In peace of in and make peace.